Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. This episode is going to be all about the remount of No Fun that's going to be presented at Tangente or as part of the Tangente season at Monument National uh, this uh, September here in Montreal, Quebec. And uh, we're going to be speaking with a whole crew of people that are involved in the production and a lot of repeat voices are going to be uh, heard. Now, we did actually do an interview about No Fun already when it was um, being presented for the Montreal Fringe Festival. Uh, and we got really in-depth about the project when it was being presented for Passerelle 840 uh, here in the, uh, the Bain at the UCAM Studios. Um, we've also had Helen uh, Simard, who is the choreographer of the production, in to talk about the Phenomena Festival in 2013. You were in our inaugural episode uh, about dance journalism, so this is a pretty... Um, You're, you're a star of Dirty Feet, <laughs> a repeat guest. So I'm going to pass the microphone over to Helen and uh, have her say hello. And then we're going to meet the rest of the people and just say um, your name and your involvement in the production so we can get voices straight. Hi, I'm Helen Smard, and I am the choreographer of No Fun. Rémi Saminadin, I'm the drummer on the production. Uh, I'm Ted Yates, and I do uh, vocals in quotation marks. And shirtless jumping. I'm Roger White, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Hi, Roger. Hi, everyone. I play uh, guitar in the production. I am George Stamos, and I am the uh, artistic consultant to Helen in this project. I'm Emily Rue, and I'm uh, one of the three dancers. So welcome back, Emily, George, Roger, Helen, and uh, welcome for the first time, uh, Ted and Remy. Um, also, I should point out that George is another one of our regulars at the Dirty Feet podcast, so thanks for being here. So what I would like to uh, talk about is, is the process of remounting. This work has had a history already since 2013. You've been working on the piece. Um, can you tell me the big changes that have happened in terms of, of have you made any casting changes or any dramatic kind of reformatting? Yeah, it's, it's been a funny process, actually, because... I feel like every time we do the piece, it's been the same but different. And I was kind of nervous about coming into this process because I felt really stuck to what the piece was. And I was afraid of letting that go and not letting it be what it could be. Um, and so I'd say that it's the same piece, but at the same time, it's very different. Um, there's sections that are longer. There's sections that are more developed. Uh, there's sections that have become completely new things and what we've tried to really do is look for what the piece needs right now so when we worked on it the first time for the Pascal, I think I didn't even know Imali or Seb 
um, before we started working on the project. I just liked the way they looked and thought they'd look good in the piece, and that's why I had never seen either of them dance. And I think we only had 10 rehearsals. Um, and so there was no time to judge anything. We just made decisions, and that's what it was, and we never looked back. Once something was said, it was like, that's what it is. Now, when we worked for The Fringe, uh, that was our first casting change. We had Jaime join us at that point and replace Charlton Snow, who had been the original drummer in the production. And so it was figuring new things out, making slight adjustments, but we had this time constraint in the fringe context where we were part of a split show. So we were sharing the show with um, Greg Selinger. And so we could only have 26 minutes because we had to, you know, in the fringe you get kicked out after your hour and they had to have the other half hour. And so I think the biggest change of all in this process has letting, been letting things have the time that they need to develop and not feeling that rush and that anxiousness of being constrained by time. And so I think that's where the space has kind of come in. It hasn't been adding to sections to add to sections just for the sake of it, but it's letting the sections be probably what they had to be in the first place. Other than that, there's, there's costume changes, there's set stuff going on right now, but it's you got to have a reason to come see the show, so I don't want to give too much away. Um, but things things have shifted pretty drastically in the visual universe of the piece. There's also a very tall bass player now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and George being part of... He was part of the project when we did The Fringe. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember because he was working with Ellen on other projects too, but uh, it really changes and makes things more focused and the the body work is more we try to make it more precise and more effective and it's and there's a good connection between the um, George's type of working and Helen it's pretty great actually <laughs> and they fit well together so it's a I don't know how long you've known each other but it's a it's good yeah exactly <laughs> they just met and it's a great artistic uh, meeting I, I find Yeah, I think that's it. I think we've been able to kind of dive into things that we just skimmed over before, and there's a lot of questioning of why we chose to do things, and sometimes we literally chose to do things because we didn't have any more rehearsal time, and we had to just be like, there's a show next week, and we have to do this. So no, it's been really fun going back and questioning movement choices, questioning artistic choices, questioning timing, and saying, is that really what I wanted to say? What 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 is this piece saying, and can I let it say that thing, or should it be saying something else? Let's talk about George's uh, involvement in the in the process. Did you see the original uh, work at Passerelle? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did, and I loved it. And I I think um, I think there's a real strength in what Helen's uh, doing with this piece. And and um, I've been a fan of hers in, in different as a dancer. We dance, we've danced together in projects years ago, and and. Um, So I, I'm interested in her as an artist and and in this project, and I was happy when she invited me to help uh, just give my feedback to her to help, um, you know, just maybe challenge a bit on, like, what are the decisions and, and, and be a sounding board on, on figuring out where to take it further exactly and, and help with uh, technically maybe you know, finding some technical movement uh, um, approaches to, to help get what she wanted to have happen, happen. Helen, when we first started talking about this, this piece, you were talking about moving away from 
more formalized dancing and getting a little bit more interested in 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 casual movement and and this band in particular, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Dead Messenger and, and and how the 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 band members can move and um, and and I guess what I'm thinking is is perhaps work I've seen from George Stamos is a bit. Uh, more in that direction, mm. uh, just away from the the formalized movement. You use a lot of um, theatricality, prop play. Uh, it's not it's not a modern dance scene going on. I'm wondering if that was part of the reason that you wanted to collaborate. Um, I think it was like it was partly like a, just a chance. I think what had happened actually was George was presenting at Lagara, and I had come to interview him uh, for Danscussion, which is my radio show. And afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm rehearsing for this thing, and it would be great if you could come by and see it. Um, And he came by and watched it and immediately started being able to pick out really minute, detailed physical elements um, that needed to be clarified. And that was like in one rehearsal. He came and really clarified some, some key things. And I think... I think I get very preoccupied with looking at the structure and the global and the feeling and the universe and sometimes forget that dancers need really clear details. Um, I also am someone who like loves accidents and mistakes and failure and chance and randomness so much. And then at a certain point, I think it's really good to have someone who comes in who has an eye for detail and precision and really precise uh, body trajectories who can help you clean up some of that randomness because what you like about the randomness is often the energy or the spontaneity, but then we have to do the show four evenings. And so if we just close our eyes and, and hope for the best and like put our fingers in our ears and go, la, 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 it'll work out, it, it works a lot of the time and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the show doesn't get into that space it needs to get into. So it's a lot of that cleaning. Um, and I think what I, yeah, I think that partly wanting to trust someone like George too, is I find that even if his work is very theatrical um, and sometimes borders in performance, it's also always grounded in the body um, and very clear in the body. And so what the bodies are doing is very clear. And as much as I want to kind of be in this casual space or this non-dance space, I don't want to be in a completely messy, brouillon, nothing is clear space. I want there to be clear choices. So if we're being messy, we're messy, and it's clear how we're being messy. And then if we're together and it's clean, it's clean. Mm -hmm. So I think that type of ability to go into the crazy spaces and have it go over the top, but still have it stay grounded in in really precise physicality is, is what makes this is so great for everybody. For the dancers, it's great. I think even for the musicians, it's great sometimes. You know, I think they tend to think about just playing music sometimes and not think about what they look like when they're playing music. Um, so again, having someone who can be like, okay, you do that thing, so can you do it again? Or stop doing that, or do that more. You know, and just really pick those things out. It's super helpful. And I mean, he's a stand-up awesome guy. And we like to make a lot of jokes in this, uh, in this process. So you have to have awesome people who like to make jokes too and who are fun basically <laughs> yeah, just having the the pleasure of, of witnessing a little bit of your rehearsal it, it there's definitely a symbiosis happening here and it, it was beautiful how casually uh the performers went from discussing what they were going to do into just doing it mm-hmm. and there's definitely like an efficiency here in the in the group that you've put together and uh in the, in the comfort and the trust that's very cool. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, 
share musicians. What uh, have have you come out further and done more than uh, than previous presentations of the work? I saw the piece at the 2014 Fringe Festival where you won the Creativity Award, the Mainline's Creativity Award. Um, after having done that, now working on the piece further, is there? Are you having more fun moving around? No fun. More fun no fun. We're not having any no fun, fun at all. There's no fun allowed. Um, it's a serious business. It's very serious. I think um, what, uh, yeah, yeah, things have changed musically for sure. Um, in, on the one sense, uh, when we first did it, as Helen mentioned, um, we had a different drummer, uh, Charlton Snow, who, who uh, uh, couldn't do it the last time, so Remy stepped in. Um, and then in the end has basically retired from music, so isn't doing that or our band anymore. But Remy got to come back, and I think the first time when Remy was here, it was really like, do what Charlton did. And I think this time we're, we're kind of ex you know, expanding it, and he's able to take it a bit, I think, and, and make it his own a bit more. Um, and then there's, there are a couple sections, as Helm is mentioning, I don't want to give too much away, that have changed, so there, there is going to be some... Some, some difference in the, in the musicality. Also, we have this a very tall bass player, uh, which, like, which, which changes things. Have to mention how tall. He's incredibly tall. You have to emphasize. <laughs> he won't be able to hear because he's so, he's so tall. I mean, I think, I think it's too that um, Roger and Ted and Remy, well, we know Remy because we all participate in, participated in Body Slam, which was an improv collective. And so I think the work that you guys did together in Body Slam and the work that we did in Body Slam, I think helped us to be able to come into this space and have a way of working together. Um, and I can see some of that influence of kind of the, the improv, you know, space, music, universe, cosmos, touching, that's a bit open, a bit vaster uh, coming into some of the musical changes we've made where there's these kind of really nice moments that are that are very energetic and building and building a lot of tension. It's not just songs anymore. I feel like it's really settled into being a soundscape, a live soundscape that's being created that's, that really creates a, a particular universe. And I, and I think, too, what's fun is because we've all worked together long enough now as a group and the performers knowing each other in different contexts um, that everyone feels like they're just a performer. I don't feel like there's a, a hierarchy or division between musicians and dancers. There's definitely times that I have to work on things with the dancers. There's definitely times where the musicians have to work together to figure things out, but there's, but there's no division. It's not a space where we say, you guys just do that and we do this. They're really all getting involved and and they come out of their musical roles sometimes into more theatrical roles and even do some movement work so that we've developed. So it's, uh, I would say it's more interdisciplinary than multidisciplinary, uh, maybe. We have a mix of things becoming something new instead of a bunch of people just doing their discipline at the same time. I'm coming from a physical, physical perspective, but I imagine everyone has had other projects since the beginning of this one. Um, uh, and I know for a fact, Helen and, and Emily, you've had other works. Is there anything that you've identified that you've taken from other experiences that have shaped this one? Like going off, I, I'm also thinking about like 21 Angus Young mm -hmm. and like that, that exploration that also involved musicians yeah. and a lot of dancers for you, Helen. Did that teach you something about this work? 
Well, the, the, the funniest thing actually when we, uh, when we came back into this process was I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to keep making the same piece forever. And all my pieces kind of become the same piece. And I kind of had this panic moment where I was in rehearsal. I think it was working on Stephanie's solo. And I was like, oh my God, did, is that something from Angus Young? Like what's going on? Um, so I, I think the Angus Young piece for people who, who maybe don't know it or haven't seen it, and it's this crazy piece where there's like 25 performers and there's a raw energy uh, just being thrown into the universe and a complete chaos. Um, I think the nice thing about that piece is it lets me rein things in a bit more here because with, with, with 21 Angus Young, what we're trying to do is go into kind of almost a complete spontaneity. And I'm always saying to the performers, if you do whatever you want and especially don't do the piece if that's the wrong thing to do, like just do what, whatever has to happen once the show starts has to happen. Um, so in this piece, I think there's something that's a lot more to use the word written, maybe, um, a bit more clarified, a bit more crystallized. But I think I had to pass through that path of going into a complete chaos in order to get this piece to come out and become something that's, that's a lot more concrete and a lot more clear. Um, so that's helped me a lot, I think. And I, I just think the work, because I'm working with the same musicians, I'm working with um, all three dancers in this piece are also in 21 Angus Young. Um, and so it just let us build our relationship as well and, and get more comfortable with each other. And I, it, I think that that's so important for, I can't stress enough with this project that if I didn't have the team I have, it, it would not be possible because they are just so generous and so involved. And, and so I love you guys. You're amazing. No, but really to have people who are just willing to try anything and, and willing to make drastic changes to a show a week before and, and that nobody's panicking, nobody's freaking out, nobody's saying, no, I can't do that. I think we have a lot of respect for each other as artists. And I, and I really think we have a great working environment and, and I think that's come from all the work that we've done together over the past two years now, three years as well. About anybody else, anything, any experiences that, anything you've done on the outside world that makes you better here? Remy? <laughs> uh, can talk about uh, Body Slam, the work we did. Uh, for for musicians, it's hard to, uh, to work with dancers, but this piece is not only music for dancers, it's also dancers for musician mm. and uh, yeah body slam uh, bring to me a lot of things uh, and I can you, you will see in the, the show uh, like don't care about how you look like or yeah <laughs> that's it I'm only in it for the money <laughs> <laughs> I hope to be able to afford a cup of coffee one day <laughs> your coffee's in the mail it's a glamorous profession yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I would just kind of build off of what Remy was saying um, well no, actually you know what I, 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 mean, I think that everything that, that, that I do bleeds into other things even if they have nothing to do with each other like I find the more projects that I'm doing then the more creative I'll be you know like if, if like we're, we're in a band called Dead Messenger if I do this, it actually it helps me. It helps me go home and write songs. Um, and if I write songs, it helps me come and do this. And if I do body slam, it helps me. You know, it's just kind of it all feeds each other. So I find I'm just like a lot more. There, like what Remy said, there is there is a, a repertoire at least between him and I that that, that we developed there. That I think we were able to bring here. 
Um, and obviously with, with Alex, who's our bass player, and with Ted, it's, it's the same. But um, uh, yeah, I find the more kind of creative and the more inspired that I feel, and uh, I think I, I, I feel certainly really inspired by this project, um, it, it bleeds into everything else. Um, regardless of whether I'm like, I'm not going to Dead Messenger and you know, writing songs about no fun, but like, you know, today it's not fun. Like, but yeah, well, except for all those songs I wrote. Ben, dans les autres, j'ai dansé pour euh, quand j'ai dansé pour euh, d'autres bandes de musique aussi où j'ai fait des projets où il y avait des bandes live puis je me suis toujours comme questionné ok les danses la place du danseur avec le band puis c'est le genre de projet euh, non fun qui m'a amené ben c'est ça vient pas de ce que, de spécifiquement ce projet là mais en ayant vu dans le passé euh, de la danse avec de la musique live j'ai toujours eu ce questionnement là ok est-ce que la danse est juste euh, pour une mise en valeur ou euh, puis <coughs> en participant dans différents projets ben c'est comme d'essayer de trouver comment la, la danse elle devient elle devient un des musiciens ou un des chanteurs ou, ou en fait c'est le danseur qui est sur la scène puis qui a une place euh, équivalente avec euh, avec euh, tous les autres musiciens puis dans, dans le contexte de nos fans bel espace est comme presque est idéal euh, pour permettre à la danse de, de s'exprimer donc en tout cas moi c'est des réflexions à ce niveau là que j'ai eu surtout euh, le, le, une performance qui c'est pas de la danse contemporaine c'est c'est pas un ben c'est pas un show de musique c'est c'est ça c'est un, un hybride mais ça a toute la l'énergie puis la drive d'un show de musique puis moi des fois j'aimerais ça que les gens ils soient debout puis qu'ils regardent le spectacle pas comme un un show de danse contemporaine ça c'est comme c'est le truc que je trouverais intéressant pour la continuité du projet là. on the subject of remounting work and presenting uh, continuing to work on something that's been that has a span of two years already and I've just had an experience myself working on a project that lasted for years and years. Is it an artistic interest that drives it forward? Is the momentum of the piece, the success of it, um, the audience reaction to it that makes you want to do it again? Or is it something that just kind of gets away from you and all of a sudden you're being programmed and you just, you run with it? What is it that makes you choose to continue working on a piece? I mean, I definitely think at this point that with, with this piece is that it, I, I finally feel like it's maybe the piece I wanted to make and it took that long, and it took that much work, and it took that many tries. And I really believe in, in the importance of, of audience in a creative process. Um, I don't think you can know if your show works or not until you do it in front of people, and you have to do it in front of people several times before you know if it works or not. And because I know what I think works, but at the end of the day when we're performing, when they're performing, it doesn't belong to me at all. It belongs to the performers and it belongs to the audience. And so all of my intentions and thoughts and all the things I thought were horribly clever might not work. And then the things that I didn't even think about start coming out of the work. And so I, I think that the importance of continuing, the, the real importance of continuing was that I hadn't gotten there yet. I hadn't made the piece I wanted to make. Um, and I, did, I, did, I hadn't because I didn't even know what I wanted to make because I didn't know what the piece was. And so I've, I've kind of had to let it breathe and become something. And I think it's a really weird thing about dance because I'd go see the same band over and over again if I like them and watch them play songs that they wrote. Like, like we just saw ACDC and they were playing songs that they wrote in the 1970s. And it was amazing, right? 
but in dance there's kind of this idea and this system of rewarding when people have to make a new show like every year, every two years, and you have to make something new, and people say, oh, well, you did that last year, oh, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, if, if it's your work and if it's good work, why couldn't you tour the same show for six years? And if you love a show, why couldn't you see it again? And why couldn't the show change? And I guess that's why, that's the way I work. I guess it's not how everyone works. Some people, the show, once it's finished, it's finished. But I think the show has its own life. And, and once the show is done doing what it has to do, it'll end. And I mean, it's hard, you know, it's hard to keep working on the same project because of the way funding systems are set up, basically, where you have to either be doing new research or you have to have a production, but then getting money for a remount of a production is difficult. So I think often shows, I think we have a system of creation that's based on always making something new because the system gives you money to do that. And maybe some shows need more time to, to become what they need to be. And maybe we, sh maybe we should all be thinking about producing things that take a bit more time to produce and maybe we'd have more awesome shows to go see that are really well-researched and well-developed. Maybe. Or maybe it would just be really boring. Who knows? Because <laughs> we just get sick of seeing the same show every year. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would just add that, like, from, the, from a musical standpoint, um, and obviously, like, Helen and I have been collaborating for a while, it, it's, it's really strange because it's, it's not a weird thing. Like, a band will put out a record, and then you will tour it for a year or two, and then you put out another record, and then you tour it for a year or two. So the whole notion of, of like, creating a show just to do it once seems completely counterintuitive and a huge waste of like time and energy really like, like uh, because you know I mean there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into these kind of things and and so that, that was not for this show because I already knew how it worked but it's it's a really strange thing from a musical standpoint to be like you, you just you know you just do the show once and and from a musical standpoint again you you often start the process with a recording so like and, and, and there is a difference like with dance there's no actual physical thing that you can hold in your hands but with music you, you often make a recording and then when you go out and play um, you start from the recording but often when you go out and play the material will, will change you know as you play it so that by the time you're ending the, 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 the process of touring for that record the song might be completely different than, than the way it was when you recorded it um, which is kind of I think what we're doing here like in a way and, and I think it's um yeah, it's it's you know for 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 me the 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 thing that keeps me like so so I'm used to doing that as a musician, and the thing that that, that makes me excited about doing it is when we did it at the Fringe. People just like it was it was kind of I was taken aback by how people reacted to it. Um, I was not expecting that at all. It's not to say that I didn't think that the project was good. I love the project, and there's a real kind of camaraderie amongst the people that are in it. You know, but sometimes it's like you don't see the the forest through the trees. And, and, and when you're standing in the back, <laughs> you're in the thing, you know, and you can't see it. And there's the lights and there's the movement and there's the music and, you know, you're really kind of focused on your thing and the audience gets to see the whole forest. And people, I have people stop me on the street, you know, and, and, and tell me that they saw the show and loved it. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, so that, you know, the chance to do that again and hopefully, hopefully <laughs> um, get the same kind of reaction is... is it's kind of like being in it for the money. <laughs> I'm in it for the attention. Only not as rewarding. I want the attention. I want to, you know. <laughs> I'll be buying yogurt and have someone say, hey, you're in no fun. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it does take uh, a few uh, runs at it to find a piece. I think, like, personally, with the work that I've done as a choreographer, it often um, takes a yeah, it takes a lot of research, and then and then you once you put. It, I, I would agree with what Helen said um, with that. Yeah. And I, what I'm finding really exciting about this uh, project and about Helen, too, is the intersection that she has in her work between this rock energy and um, her, her clown work, uh, her knowledge of clown work, and also, um, you know, her intellectual capacity and also uh, the hip-hop um, background and how all these things are intersecting in this piece. It's been really um, exciting for me to see the threads there too that because yes the piece a piece of work does develop when you focus on it but also you pull in all your experience and they they it comes together in different ways and I feel like it's coming together for her with this project in a really exciting way so come see it (laughs) (laughs) any last words I think just yeah totally come see it and I think if there's one thing I'm really happy that we've managed to change in this in this remount is that I think there's a lot more fun uh, in the show now for a show that's supposed to have no fun. I, I think there's a lot of fun in it, and I think that there's a lot of space uh, to feel confused and to feel lost and to still have a good time. And the audience won't be totally standing up and watching it as if it's a music show, but they are going to be letting the audience bring drinks into the theater um, so you can have a little gin and tonic, a uh, little, little beer or something while you're watching the show, which I think, you know, it's not to, it just creates a different vibe that's more relaxed and we understand this. Yes, we're in a theater, but, but just come and have a good time and, and don't take it or yourself too seriously. And it's so fun being part of the Pop Montreal uh, Festival, so it's kind of in that vibe of, you know, music shows. You can come check this out. It's earlier on, so if you want to go see one of the concerts, if you want to go see the Orb afterwards, you totally have time to do it. If you want to go see Motorhead, hopefully they won't have canceled by then. Um, so yeah, I think it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun for no fun. Cool. Thank you all so much. The Dirty Feet Podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank. Merci pour le soutien. Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter. You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot.